Hello and welcome to We're Watching What? I'm your host Dana, or the DHK as I'm known, and one film and one film only up for review this week, and that is Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse. This week I've got Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse, and the short version of this review is just go see this movie. It's really not a question of whether or not you should see it, it's a question of how many times you should see it, and the answer is going to be probably a lot. The long and spoiler-free version of this review is, wow. So I went into Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse, which is the first film, with pretty much zero expectations. I remember trying to convince a friend to come see it with me on a Saturday because, you know, it was a, quote, kids movie, and they screen those on Saturday sometimes. And then walking out of it just feeling like the paradigm of animated films had shifted. I thought the art style was amazing. I love the story. I love the way it handles multiverse because it can be really convoluted when it comes to these things. You know, I, I think it really does a great job of acknowledging comic history, but keeping it modern and not getting too bogged down into the specifics of it. So it's for new audiences and hardcore audiences. And that is sort of the best type of experience you can have at a superhero movie or just a movie in general, especially one that is an adaptation of something that you already have a preconceived sort of uh, feeling about going into. So Into the Spider-Verse blew me away, right? And and then they say, okay, they're making sequels. No, okay, shocker there. They're making sequels to a comic book movie. Wow, wow, wow. But, you know, the expectations are a lot higher going into these movies. And whether or not it will live up to it, that is the big challenge. I did not rewatch the original one going into this, and I'm still trying to decide whether or not that would have helped, or I don't think it would have hurt, but it's a lot of the same visual language at once, and I maybe wouldn't have been as impressed by the new one had I rewatched the previous one immediately. And that's not to knock the previous one, it's just to say, like, oh, you know, it'd been a while since I'd seen it, and so to see this, which looks so different than almost everything else we're watching out there right now, you know, that was really heightened by not having rewatched the first one going into it. But, you know, if you rewatch the first one going into it, more power to you. I think, for better or for worse, obviously you need to have seen it in order for this one to kind of make sense, although really, you know, if you have a comic book vocabulary, this would make sense. But I, I can't imagine a reason not to watch the first one. So anyway, I digress. I didn't rewatch it going into it. You know, they catch you up relatively quickly. Uh, multiverse happening. The the other spider folks have left. Miles Morales, who was our kind of protagonist of the first one. This one focuses a little bit more on Spider-Gwen, which is kind of cool. Uh, and then, of course, we are introduced to the Spider-Verse in a larger scale. And I got to say, the visuals on this movie... The first one, like I said, redefined sort of what we expect from modern animated films. I, and there have been plenty of other gorgeous films out there. You know, I think of something like Inside Out, actually. I think of something like uh, any Ghibli movie. But this, in in terms of the styling of it, you know, and having to create different universes was so distinct and so cool. And this one, I feel like they really played that up. Because they are expanding it. So, for example, like Gwen Stacy's universe is more impressionistic backgrounds. And, and other styles are more visually represented. I think it's so cool. And then, of course, you've got a, a huge cast of sp spider, not just people, I guess, because there are other spider incarnations. Shamik Moore returns as Miles Morales. Haley Steinfeld is Gwen Stacy. Then you've got Oscar Isaac as Miguel O'Hara. Jake Johnson returns as Peter B. Parker. Issa Rae is Jessica Drew, Daniel Kaluuya is Spider-Punk, Jason Schwartzman is The Spot, Brian Tyree Henry is Jefferson Davis, you've, you've got Luna Lauren Velez is Rio Morales, Greta Lee is Lila, Rachel Dratch is The Principal, which was amazing, uh, Jorma Tacone as The Vulture, and Shea Wiggum as George Stacy, who's Gwen Stacy's father. You know, again, this, oh, I just was so in love with this movie. It's a little bit long, it comes in at two hours and 20 minutes, I think about nine minutes of those are credits, but... 
you know, I just remember seeing the action sequences and just going, wow. You know, I was a little annoyed because the gentleman behind me at the screening kept talking over things, which is, you know, I, I don't need the narration, but I he was verbalizing, I think, the thing that many of us were feeling at those moments, just like, oh, my goodness, and, you know, that looks amazing. And, and the fights and the choreography, it's really creative. And, you know, in addition, it's not relying just on having a distinct visual style for these films. They are also trying to do things that play into, like, how do those styles work with the characters, with the action, with all that stuff. And it just feels so well-crafted and cohesive. I think the biggest challenge of this movie, and this is not a spoiler because it's they've been very open about it, but the biggest challenge of this movie is that they split up the story, right? So it's a part one, or there's a sequel coming next year already. And, you know, I just came out of it being like, I need to see the next part. Like, give me this right now, please. I want to know what happens, which is, you know, the best and the worst feeling coming out of a movie that, you know, is part of a series where you're like, yes, I feel so invested, but also I need more. Tell me more. The voice performances are amazing. The animation, like I said, and the the visual styling, the score. Oh my god, the score to this movie is so good. I just kept remembering, you know, writing down my scribbly notes like this music, this music, this music. It so complements the action. It so complements, you know, everything that's going on. It just feels like a well thought out, cohesive film and. This is the type of film that I want to see from, you know, it's funny because I feel like I have extreme superhero fatigue from these live action films. And we've had so many Spider-Man films over the last few years, yet you show me something like this and I'm like, I must know what happens. They also incorporate, you know, plenty of Easter eggs. And I think there are a lot of great moments like that. But like I said, you don't have to be super immersed in spider lore in order to have this movie make sense. In fact, you don't even have to rewatch the last one super recently in order to have it make sense. And that, again, is a feat that is really hard to balance. I'm so impressed by it. So as you could tell, I thoroughly enjoyed this movie. I think everybody who is a spider fan should see it or not a spider fan. You know, obviously, please start with Into the Spider-Verse first and then watch this movie. But I think it's just a really great achievement across the board. I, my again, my only note really out of it is a tiny bit long and also give me the next part, please. And because of that, and while I say no film is perfect, I can't think of a reason not to go see this movie. So I am giving it a five out of five. That has been it for this episode. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed it, we would love it if you could leave us a rating or a review or even consider subscribing.